When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. The atmosphere. That was one of the things that people talked about. And even some of the photos, some of the videos I saw pregame, it was like, man. And one of the more consistent things is like, you would think that Auburn was in contention for the SEC West title or SEC championship altogether or a playoff spot, the way that stadium was rocking. What did you see, sir? Yeah, no, um, the atmosphere was nuts. Um, you know, I normally get up there to the press booth about two or three hours before kickoff. And two hours before the kickoff, the not the entire student section, but like the vast majority of the student section spilling over into the area past where the band is was packed, like completely full of seats. I was just like, Yo, this is, yeah, it's going to be real different in here tonight. Like, I I knew right then it was going to be real different. Um, And, like, from the minute people started filling into the stadium, um, when when they did, you know, Tiger Walk coming into the stadium, right, and, you know, they're doing their walkthroughs on the field, people going crazy when Caddy walked out there. Mm. It was, I was like, oh, yeah. This is this is exactly what I how I thought this was gonna be, and it delivered every bit of it, like to the point of like, like I don't know who does the DJing for um like so they you know they do this whole transition to the fourth quarter thing where they have the yeah. light show blah 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 and it's all choreographed with the the, the lights and the music is is together. I don't know who put that together, but mm-hmm. they made it too long to the point to where when we, they were coming back in to start the fourth quarter. They're still going crazy on the sidelines because Swag Surf had just really gotten to his climactic point with a beat drop. Like, so like it was too much stuff. They tried to pack too much stuff in that small period of time, but it was like just going crazy the entire time. The crowd, like the the refs had to get the players back off of the like they were like towels in the air, like jumping around on the sidelines type of stuff. And the referees had to push them back off to the sidelines so they could start the fourth quarter because they were coming back from the TV time. It was it was nuts, bro. Like, yeah, I'm. I I like got chills. It, like you've been, you've been, y'all been in the booth, right? Like mm-hmm. you can hear it, 
but like you could literally feel it through the glass. I was like, yo, this is crazy, dog. And maybe it's a little bit of me feeling something, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it meant a little something more to me. So I felt that energy through it. But like, yeah, you it was definitely palpable. Um, with it being that cold, uh, mm. God bless Dylan Cartwell. Hope you don't have pneumonia. Him and that little some whatever little boy was like challenging one another with they they've been going off. they've been going back. Is it the same kid? I don't know if it's the same little dude. Because like, he been just, he's it's been him challenging some little kid for weeks. At, and I'm at, just at, like, at, yo, y'all gotta. <laughs> it's cold, bro. <laughs> like it's like legitimately like 30 degrees out here. Put a shirt on. And then we need quick. you uh, this yeah, week, right? Basketball. <laughs> we we need you. We need you. Got to relax. This ain't the off season, fam. But you, you know, what I'm saying you need to make sure you straight. But uh, nah, it was definitely the energy was was crazy in the building for sure, for sure. Uh, JT Martin, we appreciate your super chat. He says that interview with Cole Kublik though brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. This is Auburn being Auburn. I, you know, one of the things it's one thing to rally behind a guy, but it's a whole nother thing to see that guy respond in kind to the fan base that is almost like he's rallying around Auburn at the same time we're rallying around him. And it's like, we're feeding off of each other's energy and it's yeah. just an explosion. It seems like in journey here last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it made me feel some type of way too, JT when I saw the interview and even his post game speech yeah. uh, with the, with the media uh, just, just his acknowledgement of everyone during his time has just been incredible. And his humility, humility has been exceptional um being there i james barnett does ask your thoughts about recruiting as it relates to last night's atmosphere there were 34 and five stars at the game if you were a recruit at that game and witnessed that how easy does the message becomes yeah so i mean listen we talked to Keontae scott last year and he talked about his iron bowl experience mm-hmm. this has got to be similar to that like the iron bowl last year was nuts the atmosphere was crazy um and we lost that game and got recruits from it so like you got to be there experience a fan base going absolutely and bruce pearl actually talked about this in his post-game presser for the game um after uh, yeah, after South Florida about like Auburn sending a message to the college, college football world that you have a three and six team that just sold out a stadium and not just sold out a stadium, but went nuts the entire game, like right. just going crazy. Like there are some places that are winning right now that don't have energized fan bases. Right. You feel me? Like, right. Bama fans are like complaining and they've only lost two games, bro. We've lost six games this year, and the fans were going nuts. Bama fans are in the transfer portal right now. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's definitely a message to recruits because, and, and let's let's be clear, though fans had been disappointed with Coach Harson, they were still showing up at games. Yeah, yeah. The stadium was still packed. Now the energy wasn't quite on this. Like this was like overload, but. People were still showing up for games and still cheering up until we started getting our butt handed to us. And then it was like, okay, all right, well. But, like, they were there and energized in games early trying to give the kids the energy, man. It's just I'm, just, I'm sorry, it's just different here, man. And if you're a recruit and you've been to other games and you see, the only other place where I felt like it was that nuts, I ain't gonna lie, Georgia was, Georgia was crazy when, we, when I was there at Sanford Stadium. But, mm-hmm. It's just it's just way different, man. 
it's just way different. Even with a team that's not playing well, the fans are just there and giving it their all. Yeah. Uh, let's let's look at some of the statistics here uh, from the coaching standpoint. Auburn had a total of eight penalties uh, for 45 yards. Some of those penalties were intentional because we Took wanted to back games. ourselves up yeah. to, to punt the ball. So, uh, you know, more like five or six to that extent. But 18 first downs. Uh, we were 5 of 16 on third down. We were 0 for 1 on fourth down. Um, in the red zone, we went 3 of 3, and we won the time of possession, 36 minutes and 26 seconds. Thoughts about the job uh, in terms of coaching? Uh, Ike, I'll let you go first since you were not on the post game. Your thoughts about what you saw overall in terms of the preparation, uh, decisions made in-game. How did you feel about the coaching? Uh, I mean, overall, it was good. I think, you know, there there are still some things where I'm just like, I don't know about that decision right there that happened in the game. Um, I thought that, you know, he opted for points in uh, on one of those where I thought we could have went for it on, gone for it on fourth down to really give a boost to the offense and give the defense a little bit more rest. Mm-hmm. Um, we were so deep in our uh, into to uh, Texas A&M territory where I was like, well, your defense is playing really well. If you go get these two yards, then you set yourself up for an opportunity to go get a touchdown. And then your defense, if you don't get it, your defense still has a whole field behind them to try to defend. And I thought, you know, that that was one, I mean, again, if I'm going to nitpick, but um, I was a little confused on sending Alex McPherson out there for his first kick being a 50 plus yarder. I was just like, I know the kid's got a leg, but like it's, the wind is like treacherous out here. Um, and so I don't know about that being his first kick ever as a collegiate athlete. Like it would have been a great story for it to be his first kick, but I just wouldn't, I would have preferred to, for us to just punt the ball again. Your defense is playing really well, punt the ball, try to pin them deep, you know, make them drive the length of the field, given their struggles. Exactly. Um, so that one was, was like a, mm, I don't know about that one. And strategically, it seems like they were committed to, we're going to run the ball. Like we're going to run the football and we're going to run the football. And then when y'all thought we were done running the football, we're going to run the football (laughs) and then we're going to have our quarterback drop back and then he's going to run the football. We're going to run speed sweeps. Like they got the ball. And so, man, okay. So this is one thing I will say I, I like about how they structured this. They found ways to put the ball in Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it wasn't just turn around and hand it to them, turn around and pitch it to them, they were bringing them in on sweeps. They were they they threw a screen out there. They were just like reverses. Like it doesn't matter. Like we gonna put the ball in our two best players' hands yeah. as many times as we can physically do, in as many ways as we can do it. They are going to touch this football tonight, and then we're going to utilize the legs of our athletic quarterback to be a change of pace for, oh, you thought Tank was going to get it. Nope, this is going to be Robbie, right? So I like that strategically for this team, the way that we pass block, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like we don't pass block particularly well, so we're just going to find ways to get the, and this is something we've been talking about Forever, like find ways to get the guys the ball, right? And they did that. 121 yards a piece on the ground, yeah. Tank and Jarquez Hunter. 
Yeah. That's a commitment to running the football. Um, so, and then you control the clock, you give your defense a little reprieve, you let your offensive line just get out there and be nasty. I'm going to fire off and I'm going to just push people around for four quarters. So that, that's a, this is what I talk about when I say like, you can have the same personnel, but you have different philosophies about how you call play. Philosophically, they were determined we are going to be physical from the very first kickoff to the end of the game. And that's a Cadillac, that, that's Carnell Williams saying, guys, we're going to go hit people in the mouth a bunch and you're going to fly around and you're going to have fun doing it. Scoreboard be damned, we're going to hit people in the mouth. Right. And that energy just permeates throughout the entire team. And I, I, you got to love that. Uh, Ed Darby comments and says, when did Auburn turn into an academy school on offense? Do what you have to do. We saw multiple running backs on the field at mm-hmm. one time. And it became a guessing game in some sorts. Especially, I like some of the things they did in the second half as well. Uh, in terms of how they were getting guys the ball, to your point, Ike. So mm-hmm. I definitely like what I saw there. I did. I like kind of the game that that Wilfred called. And one of the things that I mentioned is that some people were kind of frustrated at Auburn towards the end of halves. This isn't a two-minute offense, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So so that will frustrate you because, like, hey, why are we not passing? Why aren't we not? Well, we got our own issues there, which we will get to. Yeah, we'll talk but, about the offense, but but uh, I, I do like the decisions that they made. Um, Ike and B will uh, be. I don't know if you had a chance to, to check out the post game presser. Ike, you were absolutely there. Mm-hmm. Comment on the message he had about repairing uh, the damage and healing the team yeah. more from a human perspective. Yeah, I mean, he just he he basically what he was saying is that what a lot of people say about some certain situations when there's a lot of pressure is kids felt like they could mess up. And when they messed up, it just kind of became this compounding thing because nobody was there to like say, Hey, listen, okay, you, you, you messed up. I got it. But we, we got this. We're good. Which I, I'm mixed about that. Right. Because it's not as if Cadillac just got here. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I, I guess in his mind, I'm responsible for my five guys, right? So I'm going to make sure my five guys are good. But then, like, the rest of the team isn't really getting that. And I'm wondering, is that, like, just messaging to say, Cadillacs are saying, like, we're going to make a concerted effort to do this, and that just wasn't there when Harson was the head coach? Um, like, because you, you've got a lot of the same people that are wrapping their arms around these kids. They didn't bring no new people into the building. It's the same people that's been in the building. But it's just a difference in focus. Um. I think Harson was an execution-focused guy, and Cadillac is a relationship-focused guy. He's like, look, the execution, we're we going to talk about it. Like, I asked him the question in the postgame, um, you know, what do you say about the play of your running backs? First thing out of his mouth, literally, I, I kid you not, go watch the video if you think I'm kidding this on our channel right now. The first thing that came out of his mouth is, we're going to have to talk about ball security with those guys. But I can't say enough about how much they mean to me. This, like, he went... He was like, look, we got some stuff we need to clean up, but I love these guys. And it was just praise, 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 praise after that. Um, So, yeah, I think that he just understands the relationship necessary to keep these young men in a good space mentally so that they can go out there and perform. Whether they do it all right, okay, cool. At the end of the day, I need to make sure that you're still loving life. 
because that matters to me. B. Will, let me ask you this. Based off of what Ike said, do you think that the pressure that the previous coaching staff doesn't help that either when players felt like they can't make mistakes given what was at stake for this previous coaching staff? I mean, certainly that could have been part of it. Um, I, I found that in in leadership situations, when there's pressure put on somebody who's leading, that some leaders pass that pressure right on down the ladder. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. some leaders make it a concerted effort to be a damn for that pressure. It's like, no, this you can put that on me, but you're not going to put that on them. So I'll take care of them. I'm going to protect them from this pressure. I'm going to make sure that they stay loose, that they stay mm-hmm. um, motivated, that they stay enjoying themselves. And I think that's the situation. Well, Caddy's in a situation where he doesn't have to feel this pressure. He I was about to say, this he team. Ain't, it ain't no pressure on Caddy. Right he, he didn't build this team. He isn't responsible for all these losses. Uh, I, I don't even really put Mississippi State on him four days, and then you got to put something together and get on a bus. Right. He All he had to do was inject himself into the situation, and that's what he's done. But if – you want to think about the situation that Harson was in where it's like, all right, well, we got to win right now because I'm saying just watch. It's, it's a pressure. Um, we already, they already tried to get me out of here. That's some pressure. And now we got players going down left and right. Pressure's ratcheted up. So I don't know what it was like. Like to Ike's point, what was it like before? Was Harson like, no, no, don't hug any players today. <laughs> no players get any love because they dropped the pass. I don't know what it was like in there. I, I have no idea. Right. So it's hard for me to say that, yes, Brian Harson. Y'all walk sure. around hugging folks for man. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Nobody give anybody dap. <laughs> I saw that pass. I want to get enough pass. I, I, I don't know what it was like. around with people about to high five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see anybody smiling after how we play. Shenanigans. Um, <laughs> so what are you smiling for? It's huh? really hard to say that Brian Harson. boys. Pass that pressure <laughs> down on the players. I, it's hard to say that. I do think that the players feel that pressure on their own, though, because we weren't winning. We weren't good. Players yeah. feel pressure to be good because you don't get to the SEC and to Auburn if you were a mediocre player or if you came from a program. Like, we was all right, but, um, you know, I had really bad games, but I made to Auburn. No, if you came here, you were good where you were at, at least very good too great where you were at. Players don't come to college on this level prepared to do a lot of losing. Maybe Vanderbilt. Yeah. All right. So let me, okay. Maybe Vanderbilt. <laughs> Anybody smile at <laughs> guys' stadiums? That's funny. That's a good one, yeah. Lawrence. That's good, Lawrence. I like it. So I players feel that pressure. Players are also social creatures. They're on social media. So when they play poorly and the public is already talking about how they play poorly, they feel it even more. We've, yeah. We 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 know that for a fact. I remember um, I saw Jeremy Johnson talk about that in 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 the press like a couple years ago. How that time turned into a really dark time for him when he was like the next one up, and he ended up not playing well. And then the fan base just kind of like ganged up on him, like oh he's trash, and that does something to your mentals. So that pressure is there. You don't have to. It didn't have to come from the the coaching staff. Now the coaching staff did it by not putting these players in the best position to win. And then we don't improve. We still look bad. And now these players are catching the the brunt of the hate. I mean, Harson was catching it too. But what you do as a coach is you put your players in the best position to win. Even if we had lost this game, there was no fan who would have come away being down on our players, 
or coaching staff the way that you on we honestly had a right to be watching the Arkansas game. There's a, a drastic difference in in effort and intention and in looks like purpose on the field now. So that pressure is there for sure. But what you can do as a leader, and I think Caddy is doing is is making sure that they're not feeling that pressure as much. They're empowered to be as productive as they can be. They feel free to make a mistake because they know that they're not going to get benched for it or they're not going to get put to the back of the depth chart for it or that they might not have a chance to see the field again if they mess up enough in practice because apparently there's some people who just weren't seeing the field. We're not seeing the field and our defense was worse for it. And now they're seeing the field and our defense is better. Why? Because everybody feels more like they're playing for the person next to them more than they're playing for their right to continue to play football. And that has made a huge difference in the way these kids play. That is a leadership style. That's Caddy's leadership style. And it is effective for young men, especially. It is especially effective for young men. And that's why he's the right person for this moment right now. 